thank you for all of the help that all of you have given to this mandala, this center of gravity, this uh, monastery. If you can, please continue to help us as much as you can. Some can do a lot, some can do a little. Just do whatever you can. So this morning's uh, Dharma talk is titled The Matrix or A Matrix that was uh, recommended by some, I, was, I think it was Warren. Didn't you ask me to do that? Yes, it was, of course it was Warren. So, and I've used that image many times because if you've seen the movie, The Matrix, it's, uh, there's a part of the movie that is not just uh, Keanu Reeves uh, um, getting beat up or yeah, other way around, but also uh, the way they break it down into a little part so it looks like what you're looking at as one situation is actually a kind of continuum of uh, elements that pretty good rep representation of dependent origination. It's not exactly that because even dependent origination, origination is not parts. It's actually more than that. So I wanted to read a little bit from a couple thousand years ago of Nagarjuna and one of his, uh, I think it's 20 verses, his uh, 20 verses says uh, um, a similar thing, and this is the translation, of course, out of the original Sanskrit. Neither samsara nor nirvana exist. Neither this that we're in, samsara, this continuum of otherness, of grasping, rejecting, opening up, shutting down, manipulation, manipulation, manipulation of things based on a self that can do something or not do something or win or lose and so on, relativity, and nirvana or freedom from everything, complete liberation. So that there isn't even, isn't even anyone who's liberated. It's that total. Neither samsara nor nirvana exist. But all is a complex continuum, another way of saying a matrix, with an intrinsic, uh, with an intrinsic face of void, nothingness, the object of ultimate awareness. The nature of all things appears like a reflection, pure and naturally quiescent, with a non-duality identity of suchness. We have a word like suchness because it's, what else are we going to say? If you begin to see what this is, we don't have a word. So somebody, a long time ago, a couple thousand years ago, 2,500 years ago, uh, looked at what this was and in order to even talk about it at all, or use that word such. It's just suchness. It's just this. The word that we use here is as it is. It's just, even that is a little extra because then there's an it involved. <laughs> there's some more verses there that I may or may not read. Hard to remember those. So you may think that when you look at this, you'll somehow see some other world, some situation that is, that is, is a big contrast from the way things used to be. And that doesn't seem to be the way it shows up. It, it's more intensely other. The illusion gets stronger. But then you can actually see that it is an illusion. There will be no conclusion. Conclusions have to do with samsara, with the relative world. It starts up, and then it concludes, and then it starts up again, and then it concludes. This is what happens in the mind. I like it. I don't like it. It's good. It's a good thing. No, it's not, it's not so good. We're getting somewhere. No, we're not getting anywhere. We're making progress. No, we're not. This is why uh, it has been said by the His Holiness the Sixteenth Karmapa, Rang Jung Rikpe Dorje, nothing happens. Kind of an amazing statement when it's obvious things are happening everywhere. Things this, my mind is full of this and that and this and that, and the world is full of this and that, and then joining and coming apart and joining and coming apart. War and peace, war and peace, I say. You've heard me say, perhaps, don't go to war, don't go to peace, take no position on anything. That does not feel good and does not fuel or support that part of the consciousness that has wadded itself up into a ball of protection, paranoia, in the Yogacara tradition called the seventh consciousness. But you could just say it's just ego or narcissism. 
or extreme self-centeredness. Me, me, me. Everything is about me. That can show up in odd sorts of ways. You might say that you're really concerned about someone else, and you might feel that you are. You might feel that you're compassionate. You might give yourself little invisible pats on the back for all the good you're doing for somebody. But that's all about you, not about the other person. If it's really about the the other person, you will not be concerned with outcomes. Outcomes are for the relative world. Build an empire, rule the world, those kinds of things. Run your family, rule your family. It's, it's, it's painful to begin to see that in, in oneself and in others and know that there is no, there's no hope for that. You, you can't, hope will not do it. You have all the hope you want. The only thing that will help is to see what it is. Here's the big F word. No, not that one. Fundamentally. Fundamentally. See what it is. If you don't see what, what it is fundamentally, you will believe your thoughts, believe your emotions, and you will struggle back and forth and back and forth. Even if you have a robe on, even if you're a monk, even if you've been practicing for 20, 30 years, you can tell somebody, I've been meditating for 20 years. <laughs> Go ahead. But unless you realize what this is, there will not be a profound a complete, thorough surrender to everything. Even the word surrender is extra because it implies some kind of war was going on. <coughs> Trunk for MPJ sometimes will say, uh, it was just still a relative thing. Give an inch, give, give in a little, give an inch to others. I would say, Give others the benefit of the doubt, no matter what they're doing, no matter how much apparent chaos they may be causing you by how they're acting or how they're not acting. Give a little bit of, um, uh, understand that they are wound up in grasping at the matrix that Keanu Reeves and his, his homies were fighting with and struggling with. That's an amazing movie, by the way, especially the first one, the, the other three. I think it is or okay. The first one's very good. You can begin to see that by looking at the details of things. Look at the details. And how do you do this? Shikantaza. I'm not saying you shouldn't do Shini and Laktang, Shamata Vipassana. Go ahead, do that. Do it under the guidance of a teacher. I even have some students do that situationally. If they, the way they're working with, with Shikantaza has become a hideout, then uh, I might suggest that they go in and do that kind of uh, practice. Or even possibly even close their eyes and do Vipassana. Unusual to do that. Uh, unusual for me to, to recommend that to someone, but could happen. It depends on what, what kind of a snake is curling around their thought patterns. And how and what operation it's taking. I can't even give you an example because it has to show up because as soon as it goes away, I forget about it. I don't have any footholds. You're on a mountain going up. To me, there is no mountain. There's no footholds. You don't need a foothold. The only thing that needs a foothold is some mountain climber who's going up, someone who has to succeed. <clears throat> you don't have to succeed. There's no difference between success and failure when it comes to the spiritual path. I don't believe any of this. Consider it. Reflect on it a little bit. Think about it. Maybe write it down, like when you've been writing down everything for the last 12, 13, 14 years. What are you going to do with all those notes? (laughs) Been very handy. They've been very handy. Like if I said, what did I... What did I say in 2013? And you go to 2013 and you say, which month? Especially in prisons. In prisons, yes. I did a lot of work in prisons. Did a lot of Dharma talks in prisons for about well, 20 years worth, maybe, close to it. But they let me out, so I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, let's have a few questions. Undo. Undo Bali, what does it mean to look at the details of thought? So we, we need to practice that. So when you sit down to practice Shikantaza, this is why I, I didn't I didn't leave the, the Kagyu Tibetan Buddhism. I didn't leave anything. I didn't go anywhere. I haven't left Shambhala. I haven't left anything. Uh, there isn't anything. But there, things show up um, situationally. So therefore, uh, see the details. You would start by the details of your mind. Start right where you're at. You sit down, hold still, sit symmetrical. That's something you have a say-so about. You can do that. You know, if you sit like this or like that, that's the shape that your mind starts to take. But if you sit like so, as straight as you can, with the particular body that you have, then the mind, uh, it may be asymmetrical for a while. But it won't be any more than, you know, 10, 15 years. And then it will start to, it will start to get the idea, so to speak, that the body and mind are not separate. They're not two different things. They just look like it. And it's reinforced by, you can drive to, out to the, the, the supermarket and you can uh, think about something that has nothing to do with the supermarket, nothing to do with the road, and all to do with, uh, with your conversation that you had with Paushan last week. Which, if you're remembering that, you're probably having a headache, right? <laughs> Paushan doesn't have a headache. He has no problem at all with his thought patterns, but you might. I pick on Paushan with his permission, don't I? You better say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, go ahead. Sometimes you tell us to look at the content of the thought, and sometimes you tell us not to. Mm -hmm. When you're... You just told us to look at the detail yeah. of what shows up. How do we look at the detail of thought? Just whatever shows up, look at it. And, and, and it's situational. So at one point, what is showing up might be a whole a, a whole story, a whole uh, commentary, a whole soap opera about something that just happened to you. Look at it. Don't shut down on anything. Don't try to be a meditator. The only thing you need to do is get the body-mind complex in front of the wall or you can eventually see the matrix, see that that continuum. If you see it, it, it won't. It isn't like suddenly some wonderful thing is happening to you, and you know there's no God realm happening there. We're not talking about that. What we are talking, or I'm endeavoring to say, that I'm looking at what I what I teach. I don't need to be. This is why I have to write it down because I can't remember what Nagarjuna said. And the guardian isn't even here anymore, is he? He's not here. So I couldn't ask him. He lived 2,000 years ago, I presume. Didn't he? No. <laughs> not you. You. Did he or didn't he? Big. You. The one in the Dharmakaya. <laughs> so you actually can't see what my eyes are doing here like it looks like I'm looking at, at uh, a path of light uh, I'm actually looking at Dharmakaya what was it cloud no no Dharmakaya mouse no Dharmakaya moon 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 thanks you can see how many names I went through before I found one. That's his name. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> You're a long ways away. You could have just stayed there. Never had to deal with this anymore. You could have just shut down and stayed with your dad. But you didn't. Good. Yes? When you're bowing, so you say Nagarjuna is not here, but then sometimes you say, like all these people on the altar who have passed are right yes. here. How I do. It's is here, he not right here then? It's here and not here. Sure, he's here. Everything is here and not here. The, the the life and death situation is another duality that we are pretty confounded by. It's, it looks very mysterious. We don't know. We don't know what this is. How we got here. How we're going to get out of here. What's going to happen next? And some of it can be pretty frightening, as you know. More. When you bow in, obviously there's a difference between the physical body being present and so what 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 is present in these who have uh, passed just this
Nothing special. Have you noticed you can go anywhere? You can go to when you were the 10 years old and have a memory of what something that happened there. You might not be able to remember every single detail uh, on each side of it, but memory is pretty vivid and, and brings up uh, a quality of its, its presence in your mind for that particular moment. So the whole idea of location, uh, we, we emphasize location because it gives us some feeling of having some control. Is there a location other than this body being here, or that one there, or these other bodies? Does, does the mind have a have a location, sir? I think you said surrender implies that there is warfare. Yes. Is there? How is there not warfare? There's not warfare when you see that that uh, that there, there's that the polarity is not there. That the polarity is is you can't have one without the other. So if there's warfare, uh, then um, you, you're buying into that. You you are the person who is at war. It has to be seen. If it's not seen, we're just at the mercy of the three poisons, passion, aggression, ignorance, pulling us this way, shoving us down, fluffing us up, and the ego mind is looking for some kind of success there. Push on the right thing, or agree with the right thing, or or disagree, or evaluate and judge, and constantly going on like that creates the circle of uh, love and hate, success and failure, life and death, the polarity, the duality of samsara, coming into existence, passing out of existence. Each person has to do it themselves. It's not something you believe in, it's something you practice. You And you practice by, as far as I'm concerned, there's other ways of doing it, but as far as I'm concerned, sit down, hold still, and watch what the mind is doing moment by moment by moment. And that observing without joining, that observing without rejecting, and that observing without turning away passion, aggression, and ignorance actually strengthens, to, to use a, um, a simple image there of, of like a muscle, it actually strengthens because you're aligning yourself with the awareness or with the sky in which the clouds of the three poisons appear. You don't join them. You don't reject them. You feel them. You may feel that, but feeling is not a validation for doing any damn thing. If you believe your feelings, you're going to suffer, and you're going to cause other people that are around you to suffer. In other words, you'll trigger their uh, insanity, their grasping at itself, trying to be somebody. You aren't. You aren't anyone. And of course, you're also not the opposite of somebody, which is a nobody. Don't take any position. And then you're, you're, you're liberated. Then, then anything that shows up, you can meet everything where it's at. You're like a mirror, and everything else is like a mirror. It's like the two mirrors facing. You know, there's nothing happening there. We can, go, we can go all day long and try to find images that will, ideas that will represent what it is that we're endeavoring to understand or learn. And there is no particular image that's going to do it for us. It has to be the actual, the actual seeing of what this is. And I can tell you, uh, as as His Holiness the Karmapa, Rang Chung Ri did uh, what in 1981, I think it was. Nothing happens. I mean, he was on his deathbed, so to speak, or entering uh, parinirvana is the fancy Buddhist term. But he was dying, and he could say, um, nothing happens. But he was saying that out of what he was looking at. Go ahead. Jeremy Bowen, you spoke about compassion and how one could see it or think they're compassionate, but it's still operating out of ego. How can one be truly compassionate? Find out who you are. This doesn't mean that relative bodhicitta, that you aren't looking and seeing that someone needs your help. It doesn't mean you aren't doing some of that. Setting your own uh, agenda aside, if you can. It's not about trying to look like somebody who's compassionate. It's it's like being compassionate in a way that where you don't care whether you get acknowledged or not. No one has to come back and say, uh, give, and, and pat you on the back or something like that, and you don't have to pat yourself on the back. So I think it's a slow process of training the mind to see clearly. Because if you see what this is, you can't help but be compassionate. You just because everything you see is is you. Everything you see is your child. Everything you see is your hand. You can look at this hand, but if you look everywhere else, everything you see is a part of you, no matter what. 
everyone, every, and it doesn't mean you give up your own personal life and turn into some kind of a, of a saint. People may not even have any idea at all what's happening with you. They might not know that you're, you're constantly thinking of others. You think of others until there aren't any others, because fundamentally there aren't. Don't believe it. Relative truth is screaming at you. Yes, there are. There's the enemy. There's the people that don't agree. Of course there are. But those people are covering up their suffering by taking a position, which may be warfare. That's how they, they don't even know they're terrified because they're at war with, with the, they have a, an enemy to fight with, they have something they can fight with. It might be anything from another country to one's husband. It could be any other. Anytime we have an other. Uh, more? Jerry Dowling, what does it look like when those layers of ego are stripped off when sometimes it feels like one step forward, two steps back? How does one know that they're making progress? Uh, I, you know, even though there's teachers that talk about progress, uh, I don't, I've thought about it, but I don't see where there's, it's not really helped me to make any progress. It's, it's more like, it's more like a failure. It's more like a failure to make any progress or to get anywhere. And that, and that, but, but there's still, there's still form. There's still a, a form here. There's still eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind. It's still receiving, 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 but there's no receiver anymore. There's no one who's, who needs to make any progress. It's, it's, the fist is finally opened up. This, me, 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 and what I want, what I don't want, what I need, how am I doing, you know. And it may happen with a bang, and it may happen with a squeak. But it won't happen unless we look right at that situation and use the teachings, whatever teachings help us. Maybe it's a, a what is it, the heart mind of Sosan, is it Sosan? Uh, that those texts, or maybe it's the the Diamond Sutra, the Heart Sutra, the Samdhi Nirmachana Sutra. Maybe it's the thirty verses. Thirty verses, I think, is really, really helpful, for, especially for those who are wound up in concepts. Go and look at Nagarjuna's, or not Nagarjuna's, but Vasubandhu's concepts about the nature of what this is. He's in thirty verses. He's telling you what this is. You're born. You're here. You're looking at this world, and he is telling you in those thirty verses. Even in the translations in which we've studied, what, I don't know, a dozen of them, thanks to, uh, I think it was Eric uh, Wilson that went out and collected, I don't know where he got all those from, but he, I think he might have written a few of them. <laughs> so, anyway, it, he got those so that we could look at the different ways that the same message could be could be spoken. Go ahead. Semi-Brown. Um, how do I know if... I'm treating my thoughts with passion, aggression, or ignorance. The way you will know uh, is do a lot of sitting where you don't, where insofar as you can, you're basically training yourself to use the body, sit up straight if you can, and if you have a bad back, then lean back. And if you're really ill or really sick, then lay down. The important thing is stillness, and the other th I think, thing I think is very important is eyes open, because the eye of all the sense fields the eye is the one that creates the strongest illusion of otherness or distance. Close your eyes and everything is very intimate. Sound, smell, taste, touch, even thoughts. And maybe the vision inside your mind of remembering what uh, you were doing on January 13th, uh, 1982. Uh, I don't think you were here then, so. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So you won't... You won't uh, you won't really know, but it's a willingness. This is why it's necessary to have a teacher, have a teaching, and have a community, 2,500-year-old uh, teaching, and have a community that supports that. Everyone is trying to understand this together, all of us doing it in different ways, and all of us having a, having a different experience of what our life, what our relationships are like. More? Sorry, um, Sometimes... I'll have thoughts when I'm sitting in chicken daza. And then I'll have the thought, oh, I probably shouldn't be thinking that thought. 
and then it goes away. Okay. But I don't know if I'm treating it with um, aggression. So it doesn't matter. What matters is the awareness of when the first otherness, the first thought arises, and your first thought, if I use a word, was oh. So catch it as soon as it comes up before it develops a big tailwind of oh, I shouldn't have been thinking that's the tailwind. Should have been thinking of judging, 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 judging. But catch that first oh. Oh, stop. Reflect on what that means. What what is the oh, the discovery word? Oh. What have you discovered? It's it's the discovery, not the object that is important. Because the, disco the discovery has no form. Any of you follow what I'm saying? If you don't, ask questions, please. Yes. Are you saying that the recognition itself is a thought? Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty thin. It's about like a cracker. No, not that kind. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes, no, there, people are not laughing at you. Go ahead. Federal bowing. Is, is that discovery or, or that recognition um, separation? Um, it, it doesn't matter. It, it probably is, but it's the, it's the first part of it. Oh, I, oh, oh. And then we go on uh, the, with the elaboration. I shouldn't have been thinking that. Or I should have been thinking more of that because it's very compassionate. It's very rare that I'm talking, I'm thinking about. Uh, kindness that I could generate to some. I mean, it's just, it is such an incredible soap opera going on there in the mind stream. But before it, as I'm using the word tailwind, before it develops a lot of momentum into a lot of discursive thought that is just, you know, filling up your, your, your meditation wall with all kinds of gook, gunk, I guess is a better, more appropriate word, then just catch the, the first part of it. And don't maintain it, but just notice that. The shamatha practice would tell you to catch that and then go back to the breath. I don't tell you that. Not that you couldn't. You could do that. You could watch anything that moves. The breath is moving, the diaphragm's moving, your thoughts are moving, your emotions are moving, uh, the person down the hall is moving, uh, the dog in the yard barking is, there's movement, movement, movement. Just observe the movement. Go ahead, Paoshan. Paoshan Bang, how do you do that without creating warfare with the elaboration? Yeah, and so the, the without part is what you're you're working on. You're you're trying to do something in your mind and do something without something. Include everything. Include the warfare. Warfare cannot last unless there's an opposition, unless there's a warrior, unless there's somebody against or for or trying to promote. Other people use the, Trunk uh, Rinpoche uses the word war warrior. I prefer not to use that. I'm not saying he's wrong or he's, uh, he's, he's teaching to a different, uh, in a different way at a different time with a different background. He was a, he's a, he's a, a tulku. He was born in Tibet, as you all know, and came to this insane country. And so he has different ways of working with it. I think using the word, uh, the word warrior kind of magnetizes people's romantic idea about being strong and brave and all that. And am I interested in that? Uh, maybe a little bit, but not not to promote that. I would rather use other words. Go ahead, please. Uh, uh how do you rest in the O? Hmm? How do you rest in that, that first thought? Well, to, to begin with, you have to notice it. You have to notice that there was a uh, there was an initial uh, surge of oh, and, and, and you might have to see that quite a bit before you you eventually just don't do anything beyond that. Nothing happens after that. Oh, Kayun, uh, thank you. Kayun bowing. How do we hide out in Shikantaza bowing? I feel that it's much harder to hide out in that than it is with the more uh, structured uh, forms of mindfulness awareness practice or, or shamatha vipassana. Uh, a little easier to hide out there in an identity of, of trying to be a good meditator. I think uh, 
I think and I feel that uh, there, there's going to be some kind of hiding out there and it needs to be there. So we're not trying to stop hiding out, we're trying to be aware of the hideout. So with each person, it's going to show up. Uh, uh, just f follow me a little bit here. You sit down. You're a person. I think you are. Let's see. Yep, you're a person. I'm a person. I'm a person. You're a person. I'm a person. So we sit down, symmetrical, and then we watch any any asymmetry or any deviation from what we have just intended to do. Sit down, hold still, without being uh, um, intense about it. And then we notice the way the mind goes this way and goes that way. And do, the way you would hide out is to, to grasp onto anything and try to maintain some kind of thought about something. So maintaining some kind of thought about something, excuse me, maintaining some kind of thought could, could be kind of a hideout. But then again, my, the way I teach this is uh, if you start thinking about something, let it rip. Go ahead and think about it won't last. If you fight with it, it'll, it'll go underground. If you try to get rid of that so that you, the identity, can be somebody who is not having that thought or is not thinking, uh, that's just my understanding of it. And uh, more? Kayun? Kayun Bowing, I'm just wondering, is there a nuance between kind of going with a thought or being lost in thought and looking at the details of the thought as you described earlier, Bowie. I think all of those are appropriate. Get lost in thought. That's just, you're just getting lost in thought. There's nothing to accomplish. Uh, details. So Junshu and Eric say, is there a difference between practicing out of guilt and practicing out of an intention? Same thing. It's anything that would get you to the cushion, and it can be any number of things, but the important thing is, did, are you sitting down? Or in your case, I know with uh, the things that you're doing through, the things you're going through, you might have to do some laying down. The important thing is the stillness, eyes open. If, if, it, if we're talking about chicken taza, if, if we're talking about, uh, if we're talking about uh, uh, shamatha vipassana or mindfulness awareness, then, then it's a different structure all, all together with that kind of training. So, is the alternating sense awareness practice is that same as shikantaza, or uh, or is it different? Like, if I'm sitting uh, with the alternating sense awareness practice, like paying attention to listening, and then to seeing, smell, taste, touch, and like. So, so, I'm not following. You're getting a little bit conversational here. A little hard to, for me to not only follow but actually respond to without getting in a conversational mode. I want to be able to respond to your question as directly as possible. So get it together, Mahesh. <laughs> Decide what you want to know from this old man, and then ask me that, and I will respond as directly as I can. Thank you. Okay. In in Shikantaza, generally we sit without uh, any objects. Uh, right. Uh, Stop so, there. Let me answer that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me answer that. The objects are for you or for me or for anyone here, anyone on the screen. When you sit down and hold still, anything that arises in the mind stream in any of the five or six sense fields, including the mind, anything, thoughts, emotions, memories, uh, biographies, uh, memories, thoughts uh, about pushing on something, thoughts about being upset with somebody, Anything that arises, that is your object of meditation. And if you do nothing with it, whatever arises, you don't, you don't expand on it, you don't validate it, you don't push it away. Like uh, uh, Semi was asking about earlier, you don't, you don't, you don't say, well, I shouldn't be thinking that. So, but if you do that, if you say, I shouldn't be thinking that, then that is your object of, of awareness. That, then that, so we're always, we're always backing up a quarter of an inch to say whatever just arose, that was it. Or whatever is arising, that's our object of meditation. So it's quite a bit different. The Shikantaza goes back thousands of years. Uh, other forms uh, feel because of people getting... Shikantaza is so hard to do because we continue to be confused and we make no what? Progress. No relative progress. But there's such a thing as ultimate progress. Is there? I don't know. I just thought that up. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. Go ahead, Mahesh. Uh, Mahesh Boeing. Um, 
so when when i sit with uh, alternating awareness oh, when i sit with alternating sense awareness is that same as shikantaza because in alternating sense awareness i am sitting with each sense paying attention to each sense at a time yes in that so that's same as shikantaza yes asap alternating sense awareness. it's the same except your these are the sense of touch the sense of smell the sense of taste the sense of sense of sense of sense of they're all right in this moment if there is such a thing as this moment that's where they're at they're right here and so you sit you hold still and you you smell you notice that you don't smell anything but not smelling anything is still the sense of smell it's still that sense so and you can alternate the one the the two that i think are, are workable or the three i would say is sense of touch sense of seeing sense of hearing and then occasionally flat flash into the sense of thinking and then you'll get an idea that's a sense of thinking it's very similar to seeing it's very similar to hearing it's just another sense field you do not think your thoughts as i've said uh, many times i'll say it again and uh, with an attempt at humor uh uh i think you're wrong if you think you think your thoughts you don't is that funny good Good. Sure, Bowing. If we're not thinking the thoughts, do we have a little bit of say so of looking to where thoughts are? But perhaps. But the idea that what's being pointed at there is that there isn't anyone. So we're, we're actually going with the ultimate understanding right now. That's why I don't teach Shamatha Vipassana. If I had 10,000 students, if I had 1,000 students, I may teach that. But I don't. I have a couple dozen. Just added one yesterday, I think. So I teach to what whoever shows up, and if you're, this is an advanced teaching, and it's also the simplest, most direct. It's a very simple teaching, but if you practice this, if you read about Shikantaza in a book like the book that I have, and you read about, it, you probably are still going to need some help from somebody, even though I gave 108 instructions in Shikantaza. I've done a lot more than that, but 108 of them are in a book. So. You can sit down, you can read that, and just use that, practice that. Warren Dying? Yes, Warren, go ahead. You spoke about the illusioning, or sorry, the illusion getting stronger. Yes. What does the stronger illusion look like through the senses? It looks like, it looks like you're finally trying to see, you're finally not trying. You are finally seeing how really, really deluded you have been. So it doesn't get any stronger. It's just that. But you have managed to cover up. Most of the world is covering up the illusion with activity, with games, with beliefs, opinions, ideas, uh, all kinds of st uh, things that cover up the matrix. You know, if you see the matrix, it doesn't uh, that everything turns into dots or uh, digits, you know, like what... Uh, what Juzon's dealing with every day. You don't really use alphabets, do you? You use symbols, don't you? When you work for Google? Both. You use both? Is that duality? <laughs> you don't know? And yet you work with that every day. And still you don't know. That's wisdom. You feel wise? Good. Okay. Got that settled. Yes, Hondo. There's a question from Tamaz in uh, the UK, Mouton. His question is, how is your opinion about bi, bi, bin, binarnal, bi, binarnal? binarnal bits, thank you, in meditation, putting direction on focus and concentration? What kind of meditation from traditional Zen works with binaural? Binaural? Bits. Bits. Say it again. Binaural. Binaural beats. Bits. Binaural bits. Binaural. It's not oral. Binaural bits. Yeah, sure. It's like, you know, two different things, and it takes your mind and puts it out of phase so you think you're getting somewhere. Yeah, I've done that. I think it was 40 years ago I was doing that. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been around. <laughs> What's the question? How is your opinion about binaural binaural bits in meditation, putting direction on focus and concentration. What kind of meditation from traditional Zen works with 
binaural bits? I don't know. I don't. I mean, it, I can. The, the way your question is phrased, uh, I would have to enter into some kind of uh, discussion with you on that, which I could do if it was just one on one, perhaps. Then we could go into what you mean by those. You're, you just use a lot of words there that uh, tell me that you have an understanding behind that about each one of those. And I don't. I don't have any understanding of anything. So I would have to meet you where you're at in, in that matrix that you've just created right there in that question. You created a matrix. I don't have anybody to look at but Ondo. So when I look at Ondo, I don't see Ondo. I see Tomas. 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 Stop it. <laughs> don't, don't think about it. I mean, that sounds like silly. I don't, don't think about it. But, but try to just sit down and see. You know, I can tell by your question that you, are, you have a quite an elaborate uh, structure in your mind. In the Tibetan tradition, this would be called a Vajra kind of personality. And the Buddha family is a Vajra, very, very conceptual. Not wrong, but you, should, you need to acknowledge that. The, the answer to your question it's not actually an answer. It will be in the sitting practice of meditation, shikantaza. That's how I feel about it. You ask about my opinion, that's my opinion. You should practice shikantaza. It's an opinion. Well, it's more than an opinion because it's correct. <laughs> so, uh, I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Yes? When you're bowing in that question, uh, I think it wasn't a binaural beats. It, is there any use for music, binaural beats, or anything like that in Shikantaza? Well, practicing Shikantaza needs to be radical, very simple, minimal practice. Sit down, hold still, without being rigid, and just watch what happens in the mind stream. When you get off the cushion, then hang out, do whatever you want to do. Paint paintings, listen to music. Um, but, but as far as bringing, but, 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 as far as bringing that into the practice of Shikantaza, I don't think that's uh, a good idea. Although I could possibly be shown where, um, I have a misunderstanding. I don't know. Doesn't look like it. Yes. So are you saying that's different from when we're sitting basically in as quiet an environment as we can? Or is, and then noises arise that's different from actually bringing in extraneous or I think so music. it seems seems like you if you sit down then whatever happens in the environment the environment apparently out here the environment apparently in here that whatever arises is uh, conditional it's dependently arisen there's no there are no separate individual ears have you noticed that we have two eyes and one ear? You notice that? You're not going to respond to that? <laughs> I don't know if I do this. <laughs> okay. Aida has a question. Aida, go ahead. Um, how, do, how do we make water balloons? The way I would make a water balloon was first get a balloon, then get a wa some water, and preferably get the water coming out of a faucet. You know what a faucet is, don't you? Yeah. So, and then stretch the, the water balloon over the end of the faucet, and then hold your hand on it so it can't slip off, and then turn the water on, cold water, very slow, and let it fill up very slow. Don't try to do it fast, and then and don't get it so big that... Uh, uh, that you that you can't take you can't handle it because you want to be able to get it off now. Do you want to use the water balloon to to sit on or throw at somebody or or just keep on your your desk or what do you want to do with it? <laughs> Me too. So I ask you. Okay. Well, good luck with that. No. Bowing. Jen has a question, and so does June Shu in the chat box. Okay, um, go ahead and read them for me if you would, please. Yokoro Bowing. Um, Jen has just been putting her hands up, but June Shu's question was a follow up about guilt. What is the root of guilt, June Shu Bowing? 
ego, fear, fear, fear. Guilt is, uh, it's, a, it's difficult because it's got a hold of you. It's like jealousy. It's got, ugh, got a hold of you. You can't, you can't get it away. Don't try to get it away. If it arises, it needs to be there. It's dependently risen. It doesn't have, there is no, there's no one who's guilty, but there might be a whole bucket of guilt coming at you. Just receive that. You can do it. Just feel the guilt, but notice that there's no identity there. If you fight with the guilt, the identity gets very strong. If you validate the guilt, the identity gets very strong. If you ignore the guilt, the, the, uh, the guilt goes underground and gets very strong uh, in deeper areas of the consciousness or whatever psyche. Don't do anything with it. Receive it. Be kind to yourself. Be very generous with your attention. Give everything your, with your attention. In Shikataza, everything that arises has a right to be there. Nothing right, nothing wrong. No matter what happens, it's very difficult because some of the crap that begins to arise in our mind when we just receive seems very, very, can seem very terrible. And that, that, uh, and the self-centeredness is looking for some kind of evidence that they're a bad person and should straighten up and be more meditative and be more kind, be more like the Buddha. Uh, I don't know how else to say it other than that. Be, be the, be the feeling you're trying to get rid of. You can do that if there's strong shikantaza. Without shikantaza, I'm not saying you couldn't do it with, with, um, um, creation completion practices. I've done a, a lot of those. A lot. So I know what those are. I don't teach them other than if somebody really wants to do creation completion, then I have people do white Tara practice, which, which is a deity, form of deity yoga. It's very simple. It's not like um, some of the really complicated ones. Uh, do that if you want to. But if you want to know what I think you should do, I think you should sit down without anything. No accoutrements. Sit down. No condiments. Nothing. Sit there. Be very simple. Trungpa Rinpoche would say, Kosulu, the simpleton, simple-minded. Very simple. Mind. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind until you realize your true nature, which is not separate from anything that showed up or anything that didn't show up. Not to. Was there another question from someone else, Jokido, or from you, or... Jen, oh, Jen, yeah. Jen, go ahead. Um, back, it's back to Kayun's question um, around I'm having trouble formulating it perfectly. But um, when a thought arises and awareness comes, the awareness itself feels for me like like a fighting with the thought. Yes. Like it's on. It's a zero or a one. And yes. I'm wondering, I think maybe Kayun was asking something similar. Like, is there a sliding scale, or it just feels like black or white. So now listen, when you say, uh, so you'll say, is there a sliding scale? See, notice when the, when the tone goes up in the question, be very aware of what you're saying. Is there a sliding scale? What's happening in the mind stream when we scale, when we do that? Let's find out what that question really is. Does it feel like I'm picking on you? Maybe a little. <laughs> so I would say there could be any uh, consciousness always finds its own form and it will produce anything that the ego needs for some kind of a validation that the ego is somebody going somewhere so now ask me the question again and, I, and I'll stop um, po poking at you and I'll just answer your question okay try to rephrase it um how do I, how can I just be aware of a, how can I be aware of a thought and also not fight with it? Yeah. Just, well, first of all, just be, the thought arises and you're just aware and just notice the fighting. Don't go to war with war. Don't fight with fighting. It's, it's simpler than that. It's more radical than that. It's more heartbreaking than that. It is disappointing that we cannot overcome our need to fight and go to war. This is this really starts to to uh, uh, eat away at the foundation of ego, which is passion, aggression, and ignorance rolled up into a ball. And just be the the crap that you're trying to get rid of, or you would not like to be there. 
And that way you are entering into the matrix as as a part of the matrix rather than some kind of ego identity that's trying to stop negativity. You can do this. You can see this yourself. You will see it yourself. I can't guarantee it, but uh, that's, I, can, I can't say it any stronger. I'm not going to guarantee it. I'm, I'm not on the market for anything. I have nothing to sell. But you will see it. It will, see, it will be seen. You're, it's the intention that's important. It's the intention to see the truth without looking for results. If you have an intention to see the truth, then you go right through all the result structures, all the things that are yammering at you. Say, do this and this will, if you do this, maybe this will happen. That's all baloney. Just, just look at whatever. It's right on your own wall. It's, it's your heartbeat is right on your wall. I'm not trying to be romantic. I'm saying it's right there. It's in front of you. As it is. Beyond. Beyond bowing. Louder. You responded to Junju's question about being the need to be gentle with ourselves. Yes. To be kind. And it's, it feels such an unnatural to meet, well, it feels so natural to meet aggression with aggression or, or pleasure with pleasure. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's counterintuitive to meet. Oh, maybe I'm having a hard time with a question. Um, Ask it anyway. It's counterintuitive to you to what? To meet my own negativity within myself with, with, with gentleness, with kindness. Forget the gentleness and the kindness. Those are words. They indicate something, but the actual thing that they indicate is what we're looking at or what we're... Uh, so not not the word gentleness, the word kindness. We get trapped in the concept, and then we live up to a concept, and then we're looking for proof or some kind of validation for what? Ego. Compassion has no compassionator. There's no one behind it. If there is, it's not really compassion. It might be relative bodhicitta, where you actually feel like you need to help somebody, want to do something for someone, then it could happen like that. That's very relative. Might have to do that for a while. You will have to do that for a while. We'll all have to do that for a while. But eventually, it just becomes you. You just meet everything where it's at, and and, and with no credentials, you, you don't have any no validation of anything. So there, so in that way, there's just kindness. There's not. There's no one who's being kind. There's just compassion. There's no compassionator. There's no one generating compassion. There's just this incredible world that until we see what it is, it's going to look like a matrix. The matrix is the path quality of seeing everything is breaking down into parts that are joining hands. The five skandhas form, feeling, perception, concept, the thinking process, and consciousness, the six sense fields and their objects. That all looks like somebody going somewhere, and it, it is not. And it is conjoined with or supported by uh, the first skanda, form. The form is so stabilizing to the insanity because it feels like well, I'm here. This is my body and I'm here and I can stamp my, well, I can't stamp my fingers, but I used to be able to do that. Wait, I just snapped them. You hear that? Well, forget that. Sokazan snapped his fingers. Yes, go ahead. Ian Bowen, you said everything is breaking down into parts. Yes, matrix. Mm -hmm. So pieces and parts, starting out with some looking better than others. But eventually they all are, don't, don't have any particular show up. They all might be blue, they might be red, but not much differentiation happening there. Go ahead. Bian Valing, I'm wondering if, if, I need, if I need intellect to, to observe those parts that are, things are breaking down into. Need what? In intellect, do I, is that no. required to see? What you need, if you're listening to these words, if you're in this uh, this mandala or this center of what we're doing, trying to see the truth, that's what we're all doing here. My understanding. It doesn't matter. The intellect you need will show up. You don't need to generate anything. As I say, when we have the book studies we have, people's 
will say to me maybe in an interview, well, I studied uh, the 30 verses, but I can't understand what's going on. I said, well, that's what it feels like to learn. We can't understand. So well, the only thing you require of your student of mine is to attend the book study, to study the material. You do not have to learn a damn thing. If you set up, I have to learn in a certain way, we're right back to relative truth. Not wrong, but if you want to become a scholar, I accept you. Uh, I, I uh, would suggest that you leave here and go to the university, go to, move to Nepal, study there. And is it better, worse? No, no, but it's, you know, it might be more conceptual structures. Or maybe uh, the university in Bloomington. I just saw a question from Mahesh. Um, wow, it's a long one. I'll go back to yours before I read Mahesh. Is that it? Seems like I'm a, this may be the only thing I've a, applied energy to. Maybe what? Uh, the practice, uh, study. Mm -hmm. Aren't you a aren't you a registered nurse? Yes. But didn't you apply a lot of energy to that? Yes, yes. I Yeah, yeah, okay. I was just thinking you didn't you did actually study and get a degree. Okay. Keep going. It seems to be the the only thing that I've you could say I've applied energy to, but don't there's no expectation to to get anywhere or get anything out of it or yes or achieve. Um, so what do you want to know? That uh, sounds good. It sounds accurate what you said. What um, you can learn to 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 do something. You can do something. Um, you could learn how to like Andre has been over there sanding floors. He learned trained learned how to do that. He comes here and you know he's sanding all the floors in Gruda House. It looked great. And so his expertise was learned. Your expertise as a nurse was is learned something you can apply. But this path, the spiritual path, is, is not like the mundane path of doing this and this and this to get that. It's it shows up that way initially. It's we do this and this and this in order to see more clearly what who we are and what this is. So it's going to have that form for a while, but eventually. Uh, you're going to have to look into the darkness. You're going to have to look into an area that where you don't know, a willingness to not know. We actually transcend the known. We transcend it. We actually, it's, it's a spiritual path. You go on, you go beyond what you know. It's been called a freedom from the known. So you're, it's not that you know, don't, you know things. Of course you do, but it's very situational. It won't, nothing is coming up and badgering about right, badgering you about right and wrong. That can be very challenging for that aspect of the consciousness we call a self, a me, or a narcissism, or ego, whatever you, because ego wants to be, doesn't want to look bad. And wisdom doesn't care how it, how it looks. Wisdom, if you, if you meet a person who is operating out of wisdom, they are not concerned about your opinions. Uh, they, they might see them, and they might even respond to them, your ideas, your feelings, and if they're, they function as your teacher, they will meet you where you're at, right in the middle of your shit, no matter how much it stinks. And they will also help you with water balloons. They'll help you, help you where you're at, not with some kind of imaginary situation. Wisdom just sees wisdom. Wisdom, Buddha, just sees Buddha. This is what he awoke to when he looked at the delusion, the confusion in the world. He awoke and saw everything is awake all the time. Nothing has ever slept. More? James, I'm buying. What is communication and community if it's not concerned with others' opinions? <laughs> yeah, it's a spiritual community. That's what it is. Good, very good question. Very good question. Thank you. When I say not concerned, when I say, when I'm saying that, I'm saying, that doesn't mean they don't hear them, see them, listen to them, tune into them. But I'm saying they are not operating out of showing up to align themselves with somebody else's ideas or beliefs or opinions. But, but they are very, very aware of them. The teaching person, if you have one, if there is one, 
uh, is very, very clear on the nature of their confusion. And is very because they're very clear on this confusion, they haven't got rid of anything. They've not become someone else. They just see what this is. And it is a matrix. And it is dependently risen. And what did the... I like that other combination of words. Neither samsara nor nirvana, up and down, back and forth, right and wrong, but all is a complex continuum. So continuum, and and that's what that one is looking at. But they would hear everything that you said or did and would consider it. When I say, I'm just saying they are not, they are not, uh, imprisoned by the beliefs, opinions, judgments, evaluations, and so on, of others in the spiritual community. More about that if you have it. All right, more, but I'd like to ask it again. Go ahead. What is communication and community if it's not concerned with others' opinions? Receiving. Simply put, you just receive everything. And you notice that everything you receive is just the matrix. It's, it's a matrix. There's, there is no separation. There is no solid self in the skandhas. This is an illusion. And the teaching person, if you have one, if there is one, that person, he, she, they, are see this, and if they are functioning as a teacher, they will, they will do anything to help you to see the truth because they realize what this is. As I think I said the other day, if, it, if I can help you, I'll lie to you to help you. Because there is no such thing as right or wrong, up or down, back, uh, back or forth, uh, true, uh, because it's not, it has no substantiality. This doesn't mean that I'm going to say something to you that is, uh, that is not uh, true to manipulate you, but if I can find some way to get you to look more closely to your mind stream so that you can see what it is rather than what you think it is, especially with someone with your kind of intellect it's very powerful. You're able to back away from what is there and judge what comes up. Have you noticed? Yeah. So what do you do with that? Just look at it. Keep going no matter what. One foot after the other until you get to the wall. And eventually everything is the wall. And then eventually everything is a matrix. And then eventually everything is suchness. There is no separation. There is no matrix. Uh, a matrix is the path. Seeing the particularity of everything as a dot in space, <laughs> several dots. More. You gave me shamatha practice for a week, a I couple did. weeks ago. I, I wonder how that works with that snake in my mind stream. Um. So the reason I suggested that is that you, you, this way you're able to, because of the way in which you're, uh, the way in which you personally are caught is, uh, is um, uh, fueled by and supported by a powerful intellect, not a compliment. You know that. I don't do that. And so going into shamatha uh, practice or labeling, uh, following the breath, and then when thinking arise, rises, then labeling thinking and returning to the breath, isn't that the, uh, what I gave you? And then that, it just creates a container where the consciousness itself um, is more, uh, more contained. I don't know of any other word. There might be another word, but that's the one that's showing up. It's more contained. And then, of course, go back to Shikantaza. And I think we've talked a little bit about that, where you're doing that as you see fit. Or if you need to, you'll know intuitively whether you need to do a strong, uh, uh, you could call it training the mind uh, with objects, or with a, a condition, a conditional object like the breath. And when you can just do shikantaza, anything that comes your way. Pretty, pretty difficult to describe uh, structurally, intellectually, uh, what the differentiation is there. It's something I'm sensing rather than something I can talk about in a, in a coherent way that might make some sense. To me, they're not, they're not two different things. They're the same practice. You're watching what moves, except one is a particular thing and the other is anything that moves. I noticed one side of your, it was kind of almost a smile. Now you're smiling. More? Okay, so we're going to Mahesh, who has a written question. And then maybe we can close after that. Uh, in Shikantaza, we don't direct our attention in any way. We try to sit with open awareness to allow 
whatever, whatever arises and be with it. Being with it is not what I'm saying. Don't be with anything. Just observe. There's no being. And once you be with it, then you create an identity that is just going to be with this. This is, uh, to use a, a strong uh, Sanskrit word, this is bullshit. I don't know this the Sanskrit for bullshit, but anyway. In alternating sense awareness practice, we intentionally, he's kind of telling me what I said, I think, almost. Inten uh, uh, awareness practice, we intentionally direct our attention to one sense field at a time. Is ASAP still considered shikantaza? Yes. And why? I could give you a why. It's not, a, it's not completely correct, but it's, it, it may help you. May not, may bring up another question. It's because anything that you direct your attention to is, uh, is arising in the so-called moment. You're breathing, uh, you feel your diaphragm move, your eyes blink, you notice that, you feel the, the eye come down and touch the bottom lid, and you open, you might notice all of those. You might notice, uh, you might be watching that quite a bit, and then you might notice, uh, uh, sounds come in, and you might direct to it. What's happening in the auditory consciousness? With me, all it is is a, what's that buzzing in your ears called? <laughs> uh, and that, that really kind of keeps me company. You know, where would I be without, what's that called? Tinnitus. Yeah, it's either tinnitus or tinnitus. I mean, I'd be really lonely without that. <laughs> so, yes, ASAP. Still considered chicken because it's just in the present. The thing that makes it shikantaza is you don't maintain it. You don't go in and try to hold on to any one sense field. You flash on it and you go. It's, it's like a, uh, touching, uh, touch and go. You touch on it and you go to the other one or go back and forth between two of them or three of them. Sense of touch, uh, sense of uh, hearing, sense of seeing, sense of smelling. But there is an Mahesh point, but there is an intention in going from one to another, right? Um, is that intention, uh, that's what gets me confused whether it is shikantas or not. Because let's say that if I, I'm now listening, then I move to my sense field of seeing, then I move to something else. So I'm intentionally moving yes. things rather than the sense fields being arise, let, let the sensations arise themselves and then uh, just observe randomly. I'm intentionally moving from one sense field to other. So so, what's your question? So is it still considered shikantas in that sense? Because there is an ego or like some something involved in moving from one to another. I may be yeah. just. It doesn't. So Mahesh does not matter. It does not matter. Think of the word matter. M a t t e r. Matter does not matter. It doesn't has no substantiality. Uh, beyond the, the moment or, or half a moment that you're giving to how this feels. And then you go to how this looks. So it's very simple. It's something that's happening that it, it, it momentarily. It's showing up in every all the six sense fields, including the mind. Thoughts are just uh, sounds in a different area of consciousness. Thoughts, uh, uh, thoughts that arise or emotions are just uh, um, uh, visual objects that have a different frequency. So there, is, there is no one. There are, actually are no thoughts. Looks like it. Very good. So I think we can close shop. Hi, my name is Shoto, and I am a monk at Sokokoji, where I am committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for much of what we offer here. This includes building projects to create space for full-time and part-time practice residents. Thank you for your help.